Hi, this is George Denholm. And this is Dustin Weber. Welcome to the 5 by 2 podcast, where each week we discuss Christian discipleship. We hope that you'll find this podcast interesting and informative, but also challenging as you strive to grow in your discipleship to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. For this week, we're going to be talking with Chad Kelly, who is a youth ministry intern here at St. Peter's for the summer, as we discuss 5 by 2 and living on mission. So Chad, thank you for uh, joining us today. And kind of the way we, we always get started off is you just kind of can share a little bit about yourself and if you want to share a little bit about your role here as the youth ministry intern. For sure, yeah. So my name is Chad Kelly. I have been a member of St. Peter's. I was baptized here by Mark Tyke about 20 years ago now, and now I go to Concordia University, Texas studying to be a DCE youth ministry. Religious education is my major. So my my dream one day is to kind of be a, a George or a Mike Jessup in, in a church somewhere, uh, love on high school students and just guide them on their process through this this crazy world of, of high school and life. Chad, there's all kinds of things we can go through and ask you about mm-hmm. questions. Let's back up. How, what are some of the things you've been involved at here in St. Peter's as you've grown up? I'm sure most people know Trish Kelly, my mom, and Mark Kelly, my dad, both very involved in St. Peter's growing up. My mom was very involved in father-daughter dance and dad has been in kids ministry ever since I was a kid and so they've been very involved and led me to be involved so I've been worship assistant with my parents for a long time I was very involved in the youth group while Aaron Littman was here and now Mike Jessup loved going on mission trips with them I've been on on four or five different mission trips through St. Peter's and just got love to get involved and be a little leader on on the on the school campus. Tell me a few of the mission trips you've been on. Yeah, so I've been to Guatemala twice, once when I was a freshman in high school, and then I got an opportunity to be a, a little leader on Guatemala this last year when I was a freshman in college. So it was an amazing opportunity to go to go twice to Guatemala. But a bunch of domestic mission trips. I've been to Iowa to help out with tornado relief, South Carolina, Kansas City, and a few more around around like that. Quite a few. Yeah. And so, then part of your your role as intern, aren't, do you have a few coming up this summer yeah, that you're going yeah. on? Yeah, so through St. Peter's, I'm going to Alaska here here soon, and then to Appalachia, West Virginia later in the summer. So you said little leader a couple <laughs> times. Is that the official title? No, just something that I that I thought of. Or okay, yeah, mini Sherpa, if you mini, will, mini, mini Sherpa. Mini Sherpa. Yeah. So yeah, here at St. Peter's, we use the term Sherpa instead of youth counselor yeah. or chaperone. It's kind of the idea that you're walking alongside. Mm-hmm and uh, guiding somebody rather than just chaperoning. Right, yeah, it's a beautiful example of of what a a small group leader, what a leader is, because... You know, when you're climbing Mount Everest, you can't do the the walk alone, right? You need those those Sherpas who are who are from the area, who have done the path many times. It can carry your burden a little bit. So it's a beautiful way example to to have as a small group leader for those high school students. And so you've mentioned Mike, and you might mention Aaron. Are those the two guys that really influence you into going into the DC ministry field? Yeah, for sure. Just like to have that example of of what a good youth minister is in my life. My my professor at school always say there's two reasons you'll get into ministry because you had a good example or because you didn't. And so thank the Lord that I had had those two great examples and and someone like George as well to to exemplify how to live as a disciple and disciple others. So you've been at St. Peter's for your whole life. As you go back to your your experiences at St. Peter's, you've been involved in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. What's been your favorite, favorite thing at St. Peter's? Because you went to school here. Yeah. I think for me, the favorite thing at St. Peter's was venture on Sunday nights. It was a great opportunity to hang out with my friends, invite friends from school, just to, to have fun. Whenever I would invite people, it was never, oh, come come talk about Jesus with me, right? Come to come to church with me. It was, hey, there's this amazing opportunity on Sunday nights. You can come, 
have some friends, meet new people, and just just have a blast. Let's uh, step out of church for a while. Tell us some of the things that you did. You were in, involved in sports, isn't mm-hmm. that? Which sports were you involved in when you were in school? And- yeah, so I went to Columbus East High School, and I graduated two years ago now. And for four years, I was involved in swimming. Um, I was a sprinter on the on the swim team and men's volleyball. So love doing that. Love playing volleyball. Sprinter on the swim team means you did mm-hmm. the short races. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not a long distance guy. I'll, I'll keep my, my races short. Yeah. And how'd you get into swimming? Yeah. So my sister was a swimmer for Columbus East the two years before me. And at first I really did not want to do it because I, I tried swimming when I was younger, was in one practice and I couldn't do it again. The coach came up to me and said, Hey, like, I really want, think you should try it. Worst case, come for practice. You stop after that. So, okay, sounds good to me. And Coach Fribley was his name. And Fribley had taught the first um, swim team at East. And he had us do 100 freestyle and for just your base time at first practice. And I got a, a decent time. And he said, hey, you're really good at this naturally. Let's, I wonder what, what it could look like if you, if you train a little bit. And I loved it. I've, I've got a, a school record there. So, so had a very successful swim season. Now, I know you had a pool at home mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. Uh, that's not very uh, big distance to swim at home. At oh, home no, pool. no, yeah. But w- did you guys swim a lot in other places that kind of gave you that background that you were a good sprinter from the start? Uh, yeah, I've always had a, a, a comfortability around, around the water. My, my dad has a boat, so we'd go to, to the lake or to the river and go tubing, go skiing, something like that. So I've always loved being around the water. It's a, it's a place of rest for me. And tell us about boys volleyball. That's not a you know that's a mm-hmm. newer sport for guys to be involved in. Yeah, one one amazing opportunity at Columbus East to to have a a club volleyball team. And I don't know volleyball when I was growing up was this this cliche women's sport that you could never do. And it's it's the difference between men's volleyball and women's volleyball is the difference between men's basketball and women's basketball. Very fast paced, powerful hits, big jumps, big digs. And it's just a, a great opportunity to to kind of see that other side of a sport. So I, I love playing volleyball. It's so much fun. So like in guys volleyball, are there the kind of specialized spots? I know girls volleyball, you've got your, your mm-hmm. setters and your... Yeah, your, same position, same rotations, everything. It's just a lot faster and a lot, lot, lot quicker pace. Well, it, it's not as much passing and setting. It's just let's wham it down the other guy's oh, throat, yeah, right? Yeah, uh-huh. All right. Well, let's get back onto our topic. <laughs> All right. We kind of started a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. and you mentioned some folks that were involved in your life, some of the leaders. If you think back, just kind of summarize for us all the things that have helped you to think about becoming a church worker. Yeah, there's there's so many different reasons that people go into ministry. For for me, I guess for a lot of people, it's it comes down to where does God gift you. What gifts do you have that align you for your vocation, for your calling? And originally, I thought that was engineering. So my dad's an engineer. He's, he's been an engineer his whole life, and I, that's what I thought I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to go to Purdue University, study engineering, and that'll be my job. I'll go do engine work. I'll fix some people's problems and make a lot of money in the process. And my senior year of high school, Mike Jessup really um, gave me an opportunity to serve in, in venture and that kind of showed me, hey, this is this is kind of fun. I like spending my Sundays at the church. I like spending it with with high school students to really invest in the next generation, and even doing that as a as a mini Sherpa, if you will, um, the, for, little, the little leader, yeah, little leader okay. um, <laughs> as a senior, and then to to kind of have those conversations with Mike of, hey, what would this look like full time? And him kind of there's a there's a way you can. It's I see in you, so I see in you this possibility, this this skill. Is this a possibility for a for a career? And it was always a thought, like, oh, maybe I could do that. But 
what if I don't make enough money? What if I'm not where I'm supposed to be? What if I go to the wrong place in the country and I don't like where I'm at? What if I'm too far away from my family? And all these what ifs accumulated into, I'll just go to Purdue. It's the easy option. My dad graduated from there. My sister goes there two hours away from home. I can come home for a weekend and my mom do my laundry, of course. It was the, the easy, simple option for me. That first semester at Purdue, I was only there for one semester and it was, it was really challenging. I had lots of conversations. And I remember with one of my pastors that I ended up talking to him and, and I was like, hey, this is where my heart's at. I feel like God's calling me here, but I really don't want to go. Like no part of me wanted to go somewhere other because I like Purdue. It was fun. I enjoyed my time there. I had lots of friends, but it really took him saying, Chad, you know, God's calling you here. You feel it. There's a difference between what you want and what God wants. And you know, God wants you to go to wherever you're supposed to go for ministry. And that was a hard pill to swallow. And then the process was, all right, God's calling me here. My gifts align here. This is where I think I could spend my full-time ministry in my life because it was so much fun. I loved being in high school and going to these events and making friends, inviting people. And it, it, I loved it. I love, I love loving people. I love loving on people and just giving them the opportunity to serve where God's gifted them. And I think ministry is the perfect opportunity for me to align my gifts with where God, God is placing me. This is a perfect time for Dustin to jump in because Dustin often talks about following where the Spirit nudges you mm -hmm. or leads you. And that's obviously something that happened for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, yeah, it's cool to, cool to hear that, right. um, kind of you sharing your story and yeah, just listening, you know, and, and obviously we, we have to, to be careful when we, you know, cause sometimes we need to check those things. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why we have scripture to check that, you right. know, is it scriptural? Is this, is this, is, you know, biblical and that type of thing and having people around you that you can check and see, you know, um, and obviously yours is, is a good thing, but mm -hmm. you, know, you know, we make sure we have those people around us. So we can check things like, Hey, I really feel like God's calling me to this and, having people to kind of speak into that. And I know you like, you talked about Mike Jessup and Aaron, right. your parents and all, all that. So that's, that's cool to hear is the, yeah. Cause I think for all of us just becoming more, more aware of that, of our dependence on the, on the Holy spirit, how dependent we, we truly are and stepping out into faith. And sometimes it's, it's scary, right. Of, of not having it all figured out, but it's a lot of those times where we step out and we rely on God's strength and not our own that, um, that he grows us. And so, yeah, that, I just appreciate you sharing that story. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really cool. Let me clarify this a little bit, though. You were talking to a counselor at Purdue about all the questions you had? Um, not a counselor. It was a, a bunch of different pastors, mentors in my life, and all of them. I think God works through friends, works through mentors in your life to, to kind of speak through them. And for me, it was a lot of people saying the same thing uh, for the same reasons. It's like, okay, that's a, that's a God thing. And then he also... That was one of the first times I had consistently read scripture nightly, had done little devotions. And it was a cool thing. The night before I left to go take take a visit to one of the Concordias, like my my the wall on my desk was filled up perfectly by post-it notes, and that was the last spot the night before I left. I was like, Okay, God's just lining up all the stars to to say, Go. Take take your Take your bag with you and jump down to, to wherever you're going. So after all your Jonah running away from with the yeah, big questions, time, big time. God redirect uh -huh. you. That's awesome. But thank you for sharing that story. So now you're going to be working for us as an intern mm -hmm. this summer. Give us some of the responsibilities. I know that you had some regular responsibilities this morning, regular in terms of you know the day to day things that we mm -hmm. do. What was your What was your morning like this morning? Well, so gotten to work at a, a bright and early nine thirty. You know, had had to wake up real early for that. But, but no, so my, my task this morning, we're, so we're going to Alaska here in a week 
And so just prepping for that, I'm doing some of the engagement activities for the bus ride for the plane. So brainstorming what those look like. One of the games we're going to pass bananas with your feet overhead on the bus, right? So just goofy games like that, just for youth ministry that you can do. And so a lot of brainstorming and then we got some shirts in today. So sorting that. So it's cool to see the the behind the scenes of what youth ministry takes because I've seen the mission trips. I've seen the, the Sunday nights, but I've loved this this summer so far learning what happens Monday through 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 Friday. It's a great experience to have. You may not think of it now, but when you get out, not every day is that venture night. Right, not every right. day is that mission trip. Mm-hmm. There are so many day-to-day things that need to be done. One of the things that used to drive me crazy when I was doing youth ministry is you'd get back from a servant event mm-hmm. and people would go, how was your vacation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This was not a vacation. This was this was hard work right. because you're not only serving, but you also as the mini Sherpa or the main Sherpa, yeah. you are just responsible for so many of the lives that you've brought with you as well as the lives that you're impacting. Mm-hmm. It's a huge responsibility. Yeah, you so you're on the entire time. There's, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no downtime. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. What are some of the other things that you're going to be doing and looking forward to this summer? Yeah, so a, a lot of different things, of course, going on the second mission trip late in late July, and I'll be prepping for that most of the, the month of July for more games, devotions, things like that. Some of the things that, that we're doing, a, a lot of cool opportunities. So last summer, I was a camp counselor at Camp Lakeview, and this last week, I got the chance to go to their commissioning service to, to pray over them and help help serve communion. It was just a really cool opportunity to see how God's aligning, like, hey, you were here with these people this last summer go pray for them for this next summer because they're doing the same thing. It's going to be hard for them. And it's cool to, to be able to support some some past friends, some past fellow counselors through 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 something like that. Let's back up. <laughs> for those of our listeners, Camp Lakeview is, is about half an hour down the road, and it's a Lutheran camp that uh, runs summer camps all summer for kids. But during the off-season, there's a lot of activities that go down there, men's retreat, a women's retreat. Various groups will use it. We've used it for confirmation mm-hmm. retreats and, and leadership retreats. There's, every year there's a set of young adult counselors that then will be with the kids all summer. And for the past few years, St. Peter's been asked to lead the opening worship at the end of the week-long training Mm -hmm. session. And so that's what Chad's talking about. As we were invited down this year, several from our staff went down, and since Chad's on a summer's internship, he got to go down with Mm -hmm. the group. Describe that experience. What what happened on that night, that worship night? Yeah, so I'll talk about last year first because I obviously St. Peter's came to pray for me last year. And so it's a really cool night where you're just done with your week of staff training and you're exhausted, right? You've been going nonstop, having meetings, talking about what the summer looks like, talking about all your downfalls that you're terrified for for the summer. And so all your your thoughts are turning and you're just terrified for what's going to happen this next these next nine weeks of, of kids constantly in exhaustion. And so it starts out, you have some worship, right? And then someone will give a message. This time, uh, Pastor Adam gave the message. And then we'll have communion, have about an hour, hour and a half for prayer. We'll just, the, the counselors will come and come up to one of the staff members or one of the prayer partners and just ask for prayer, kind of speak what's on their heart. Um, we got an opportunity, opportunity to pray for them and then sing some more and go on, go on your night. So it was a really cool chance last summer to see George and Mike Jessup come out and pray for us, give the message. And it was cool to to see that connection a year ago and then this year to be able to go and be on the other side of that and say, hey, you guys are going to do some awesome things. You're all terrified. You don't feel like you're enough. But it's okay because God's enough, and you just got to rely on Him, and it'll all work out. 
So it was, it was cool to see both sides of the coin for, for that. Summer staff counselors are just invaluable. And, and I know that Lakeview does a great job of not just getting warm bodies in there, but actually mm-hmm. talking to young adults, young Christians that love Jesus and love kids. And so it's amazing that impact for one week you yeah. can have. Now, being a DCE, it's an ongoing mm-hmm. thing. And so that's one of the things, the transitions, that some folks that love camp ministry that go into DCE and DCE ministry don't realize is this is this is not a short-term thing mm-hmm. you're not pouring in just for a week you're pouring in for several years I mean Chad I've known you since you were since you were walking right, you right. know and so uh, and I'm not the only one but a lot of us have been pouring into you and so it's, it makes us so proud to see that you are now responding to God's call. Now, that's not that everyone needs to be a church worker. Oh, yeah, definitely right? not. We need great Christian engineers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need great Christian folks to, to drive the bus, or pick up garbage, to be salesmen. Um, but there is something special about those folks that have felt that call to God to serve. In order to serve well, though, you've got to have a relationship with God first. You've got to feed yourself right. before others. Can you tell us some of the things you mentioned earlier uh, some Bible reading. What do you do to feed yourself? Yes, that's that's been a, a very testing challenge this whole year of being at school. I'm an introvert, and I need my time by myself, but I also need time with God and time to, to listen to where he's leading me. So what does that look like day in, day out of morning devotions, nightly devotions? What, what does that look like for me? And through lots of conversations, it's for me now, right now in the season of life, um, in the morning, I'll, I'll wake up and, and read a, one chapter in the, in the scriptures right now, I'm in, I just finished First Samuel, so going from cover to cover, just going to try and in three years get that get that done. So I'm I'm about a year into that that journey, and then at nighttime, um, it's kind of changed over over the the last year or so. Now I'm I'm reading just one chapter, a little little short passage, kind of meditating on that for a little bit, and then uh, writing a little page journal prayer. So I have trouble. Um, speaking my words sometimes so if i can write them down on a little journal and have have that prayer and then i can look back a, a week later or something and say how did god answer these questions that i was struggling with yeah. so it's been a cool cool there's a lot of different processes that you can go through and by reading dustin's developed one that we kind of encourage people to do yeah it's, it's interesting to talk about that because um, for our discipleship groups mm-hmm. that we've been been going through you know we we have our, the two-year reading plan that, that we're going through that our listeners may be be aware of but uh, george and i developed and it's just going through through scripture and there's kind of some back and forth between old and new testament and then we in the discipleship groups we encourage people to do at least two or at least at minimum one here journal and here is kind of a play on words of you know how we how do we hear um, from mm-hmm. God as we're reading through Scripture, and so here stands for H is highlight, so we pick out a verse or a passage and write that down, and then the E is explain, so kind of what's the um, what, kind of what's the context here? We want to make sure we're not taking things out of context, you know, literary style, who's the author, that type of thing. A is then apply, like how does this apply to me or apply to people. And the R is then how are we going to respond and actually live it out? And so it's not just the, you know, George and I talk about it's not, you know, knowledge is important and it's good, but then if you're not doing anything with that right, knowledge, right. right? And so that R is important of how are we using that knowledge and how are we living it out and living out our Christian faith? So yeah, as, as you're talking about that, that, that journal piece mm-hmm. that just reminded me of a discipleship groups for sure. There's a lot of different tools. The key is finding the one that works for you for sure, so that you do it, you know, with challenge yourself one chapter a right. day, trying to do a little bit more with reflecting in the evening, just to encourage listeners, find the way that works for you and spend that time with God. But there's also the time that you got to spend with others. Mm-hmm. And so I know that when you were in youth group, you did some things with music and worship and music, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's one one big piece of, of Mike giving me the opportunity to lead. So when I went on to the Myrtle Beach mission trip uh, two two or three summers ago, uh, we me and James Tomach um, had just kind of picked up the guitar a little bit. And Mike Mike had found that out, and he, he comes up to us at the beginning of the trip. He goes, hey, you guys can play guitar, right? We're like, sort of. We can kind of play like maybe one or two songs if if you give us a lot of time. He goes, okay, you're leading worship this whole week. And so we were like, what the heck, Mike? We can't lead worship this whole week. We've been playing for a few months, six months. We, our fingers still hurt after we're done playing. He goes, oh, no, you've got it. Just just go lead lead worship. And then we end up leading worship the whole week. He goes, great, keep practicing. And then my senior year, our senior year, we were the ones who, who are leading the, the worship band and, and just having so much fun. It's, it's an amazing opportunity that, that, that has kind of showed me that empowering students to, to lead and to, to have those, those things they can hold on to and, and take as their own. Yeah, and then it was cool. We had, I think you were one of them, Chad, that we had some youth for Night of Praise. That yeah. Kind of that first summer, you know, we were doing some of that in the, in the old gym at the yeah. time. And so, yeah, and you guys did a phenomenal job uh, leading worship. And mm-hmm. so, Thank yeah, it was, it was really cool. I think that empowering is another thing I just want to bring out for listeners that looking for young people that have a spark of interest or a little bit of talent and just encouraging. And I think back to when Lisa Lohmeyer was here working with our kids in our school, there would be some of these kids that would be singing in church. And the first time you sang, you go, what did she see in them? But by the time they got to high school, beautiful worship leaders in terms of their voices and, and leading people. And I think Mike Jessup is very phenomenal at that, finding kids that are in youth group and, and saying, hey, you can do this. I know that one thing he did with you and James mm-hmm. and with Casey. Yeah, Casey as well. Uh, 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 for your senior project, I believe. Tell us a little bit about that. You remember back. and Yeah, so this is something that George led us to. Um, we were sitting down at one dinner uh, a summer night, and he, he says, guys, I have this idea. It was me, George, James, and Casey, two other guys that are my age. They're both in school now. Casey's actually in DC program at Concordia, Texas with me. Yeah, so George was sitting down. He goes, I have this idea. This next year, we want to do a different Bible study kind of for for those who are kind of new to the church, who don't know quite as much about the the classic children's stories of the Bible you'll hear, like like Daniel, Noah, all those those simple stories that most of you have been raised in the church, you'll know. And he goes, I want you guys to lead a Bible study for this year on on simple stories, but that still have a ton of meaning and application to our lives. And we're like, okay we'll try. And we each kind of had our own little role within the Bible study when it started. And this ended up being my senior project. One thing they have us do at Columbus East High School is to do a project that, that betters the community in some way. So mine was to lead this Bible study. It was cool to see how, how God can use our gifts because James um, was very wise in, in scripture and of, of random facts of the Bible. James is very smart in that way. And Casey, one joke, he always prayed for us in small groups. So we'd always make him pray. And then I, I always lead the conversation. So it was cool to see how God can use those little gifts and talents within each of each, each of us. And yeah, so I want to go back to that of there, like the church is this body, right? And everyone has their own different skills and gifts that, that God's enabled them to have. And if you, if you're, if you're a, a left hand and you're trying to be an ear, you're not going to be doing what God's calling you to do correctly. You may, be, you may do something good, but not to the best of your ability. So what would it look like in church for, for growing your discipleship to, to do what you're called to do, do what you're meant to do? Because if you're a foot and you're trying to be a head, you're not going to be a very good head because you're meant to be a foot. So whatever that looks like of finding your skill, your talents to, to do what God has, has gifted you for. God has put us together with different talents. And so, again, as Dustin and I work together, we have different talents, and yet it, it makes a great team. 
and the same thing happens within church bodies, within work situations. Find that place where God's equipped you, impassioned you, and go for it. Yeah. Dustin, you want to add anything onto this? Yeah, just uh, different points that you were bringing out. You know, you talked about your your daily devotion and, and getting into scripture, and that's part of our, our five by two. Of you know, we really want to encourage people to, as George said, it, it can look differently, right? You know, how we just want people in the Word, and so that can you kind of find what works for you. For me, I. I use the the Bible app on my phone because I like to listen to it. I either put headphones in mm-hmm. or if I'm by myself and you know and just just listen to it out loud. Like that audio helps me as I'm reading through it. Whatever whatever works for people is important. And talked about spending time in prayer and and obviously you talked about leading worship and mm-hmm. spending time in worship. How important that is. And talk you talked about that you love to love on people. And yeah. so that's, you know, the blessing others and meaningful conversations, whether it's through, you know, through deeds of, of serving others, or if it's more of the word of having those meaningful conversations. Cause I know on those mission trips and stuff, I'm sure you guys have plenty of, of meaningful conversations for sure. So yeah, it just kind of all ties back together of just, we want to continue to encourage people as you seek to grow in your discipleship, grow in your faith of God has given us those spiritual disciplines. And so, and it's all about making sure that Jesus is at the center of all of those, right? It's not a checklist or anything like that, but those are, those are the tools that God has given us to, to connect with him. So Chad, is there anything else you'd like to tell us right at the end, something that you're just dying mm. to say that mm. you've been thinking about all week since we asked you to do the podcast? Yeah. Something that, that Mike always presses in the office is God gave us these two commandments, right? Love God and love others. That's all we got to do. Simple as that. I like it. Yeah, it's a great way to wrap it up for sure. So, so Chad, thank you for joining us, and of thanks, course, for, thanks for uh, being part of our, our team here for the for the summer, and obviously all that you've done previously. But excited to have you on board as an intern for the summer, and hopefully, hopefully it's a great experience for you. For sure. Um, make sure you give Mike a hard time throughout the process. But we just want to thank everybody else for listening, and hope you'll continue to keep joining us as we uh, discuss discipleship and the, the five by two. Now, go out and serve God and others. 